what is up, everyone? Welcome to the Gridiron Fantasy Football Podcast for Tuesday, September 28th, 2021. And I am Chip. I'm your host, and thank you so much for listening today. If you're a new listener, thank you so much for joining us as well. Just like a share our podcast, you can find us over on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and, P- and Pandora. If you like to watch us, you can watch us over on YouTube at Gridiron Fantasy Football. So please do me a favor, hit subscribe, support the show so you don't miss any more episodes. And on today's episode, we're we'll talking about all the top waiver wire pickups for week four. Now, th- this list is is not as sexy as you had hoped, um, but there are some players that you can probably fill a need. A lot of injuries took place again um, over the weekend. So, you know, this is scanned to the point where, <clears throat> you know, the first couple of weeks you get these, these high-powered guys that do pretty well, and then either... You find out you wasted a lot of fab on them, or they're they're helping your roster, you know, right now as we speak. But um, I know for me, Mike Williams is the one guy that's really helping my team, even though I'm zero and three. Uh, he's helping my team not suck as bad. Um, it still sucks, but uh, at least it's I'm going out with him doing well. Um, so that that's a win for me is Mike Williams doing well. Um, but before we get into all the waiver wire pickups, let's go ahead and talk about. Uh, this Monday night football game. So, um, you know, it was, you know, it started off to be a pretty interesting game. Um, right in the first, you know, first, you know, five minutes of the game, you had a couple turnovers and some quick scores, and the Cowboys ran away from this game, forty-one to twenty-one. Um, the Dallas Cowboys go to two and one now. You know, the Dallas Cowboys are looking good. Um, I know we got them in the first week. Uh, we beat them with the last uh, last second field goal, but Dak Prescott is looking good. He had three touchdowns today. Uh, Jalen Hurts, um, you know, he did, you know, fancy wise, he had a, he had a decent night, right? He had two touchdowns and 326 yards um, passing and 35 yards on the ground. Uh, but this was a statement game for Zeke. Zeke looked really good. He was 17 uh, for 95. Uh, he had 5.6 yards per carry. He had two touchdowns. Um, Tony Pollard had another 11 carries for 60 yards. But this is a thing like, you know, Zeke, you know, Zeke is still a top back. Um, has he looked like the, the Zeke that we know? Not really, but, um, this was a good get right game for him, um, against a, a, a positive matchup against the Eagles, but you know, Zeke, uh, Zeke looked good. So hopefully that continues and, um, continues to look good and shine and Tony Pollard continues to play that role and still be, you know, a decent flex option. Um, when it comes to the wide receivers, uh, you know, it was that one big play to CD lamb. But other than that, he was three for 66 on three targets. Dalton Schultz actually was the leader here with six catches for 80 yards and two touchdowns. Um, he had he led the team with seven targets. Uh, Mari Cooper, quiet game from him. He was three for 26 on four targets. Uh, for the Eagles, Dallas Goddard was the lead receiver there. He had two catches for 66 yards. Um, Zach Ertz was four for 53 and a touchdown. And then Greg Ward had the other touchdown for the Eagles. So overall, I mean, you know, the Cowboys... The Cowboys, you know, beat a good Chargers team last week. They beat an Eagles team this week. So they'll continue to, to you know, move it forward. But a good game with the Cowboys. And it looks like based on how that division is going to be playing out, the Cowboys should be favorites to win this division. But um, it's always fun to watch the Eagles and, and the Cowboys on a Monday night primetime game. So uh, with that being the case, that is the Monday night recap. Now let's talk about the news that took place. So, um, if you listen to the podcast yesterday, there were some injuries that took place on Sunday that there wasn't really updated news about, but now we have some updated news as of you know Tuesday morning. Uh, we have Coach McVay has said that Daryl Henderson Jr. is hopeful to play in Week Four against the Cardinals. 
Um, I think he could have played against the Bucks, but you know why not give him a, another week to rest? The Bucks are a, a tough defense um, from the rushing standpoint, so um, hopefully he'll be back on rosters and active this week. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, uh, his X-rays came back negative, so he sh- he should be playing in week four against the Patriots. There's no way in, in hell that he's going to miss that game against the the Patriots. I mean, he's going to get shot up with Toradol and all that stuff, and if you know he's not, he is not going to miss that game with Tom Brady going back to New England. So I Gronk is going to play. I can imagine him having a big game. Um, and then A.J. Brown is expected to be week-to-week with a strained hamstring. So this tells me that he has a, a grade one strain. Uh, so that being the case, you know, hopefully he, be, he can go out there and play in week four. But uh, my guess is, you know, we've got to follow the, the practice reports and see how he feels. And if he feels decent, then he'll, he'll play in week four. But uh, he'll probably be limited. Um, and then let's talk about James White. So James White was carted off the field in the first quarter Sunday. Um, for the Patriots, and he uh, had a hip subluxation, meaning he has a dislocation of the um, of the hip, and he's ruled he's ruled out indefinitely. So big blow to people who I picked up James White. I picked up James White, and he's definitely a good flex option, but he is out for the foreseeable future. And then Ravens coach John Harbaugh said that uh, wide receiver Rashad Bateman can return to practice this week which is good news for the Ravens offense. Um, he's not on my list for people to pick up, but I think if Rashad Bateman is available in your leagues, um, especially if you have a deep bench, um, pick him up and throw him on IR just to see what happens with him because he is a very talented rookie and he was considered to be a pretty uh, big integral part of that offense. So hopefully he comes in there and he does well. But if you have a chance to get him on your IR, put him on your IR. Um, and then uh, it looks like Juju, Smith-Schuster is dealing with bruised ribs, and he's considered day-to-day as well. Um, I don't see him missing any time. They'll probably put a flak jacket on him and have him play. Same thing with Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper dealt with a rib injury in week one against the Bucks. He's wearing some rib protection to help um, with that. So he wasn't very effective la- uh, last night, but he's he's definitely going to be um, able to play moving forward. But uh, And then last but not least, it's not an injury news, but is a free agent report, is Josh Gordon is planning to sign with the Chiefs uh, practice squad. For some reason, I thought he was still on the Seahawks, but, um, you know, Josh Gordon, I was talking about this uh, with my barber, and Josh Gordon is by far probably the one of the greatest wasted talent of probably the last 10 years. I mean, he is so gifted. He was so athletic. I mean, you know, we had Calvin Johnson that time, and, and Josh Gordon was, you know, there was the one year that he played only like 12 games and led the whole league in, in receiving yards and touchdown. Like, it was crazy how, how good he was. And unfortunately, you know, things kind of got derailed, but I'm always rooting for Josh Gordon. I always love redemption stories. So I hope Josh Gordon can get on the field and stay straight and be able to um, contribute to the Chiefs because, you know, he is a definite, um, you know, definitely a talented player. So that is all the updated news for today. Now let's go and talk about all my top waiver pickups for week four. Now I have, you know, I have somebody, some a couple people here and there from each position. And I'm always going to start with the quarterback position. And I have, you know, the two quarterbacks I have here, you know, they're not sexy names. They're not names that you, it's their must starts. But if you're in a double, you know, or a two quarterback league or a super flex league, they may consider some consideration here. But I got Sam Darwin here as my number one quarterback. Um, he's 15% owned. He does play Dallas this week or next week in week four. And, 
You know, it's one of those things where it's a plus matchup. Right now, he's he's playing well. He's the QB, he's the fancy QB eleven right now. So just one spot above Justin Herbert. So he's playing well. He has a good matchup against the Cowboys. Definitely a, a person that you could put in your super flex. Um, I don't know if I would, if you're playing in a one quarterback league, it's hard for me to think that there's not a better option than Sam Darnold. But if you're playing in a in a obviously a bigger league that's maybe twelve to sixteen teams, then maybe that's a possibility. But um, Sam Darnold definitely should be considered um, in this week. And then I got Daniel Jones here. Daniel Jones plays the Saints. I know he didn't score a touchdown this past week, but he is. Don't laugh. He is the QB nine so far this year. So he's having a, a quietly good season. Um, you know, I know they lose. They lost Sterling Shepard and Jerry Slayton, you know, to a hamstring injury. But he gets Evan Ingram. Saquon Barkley is looking uh, better. Um, you know, you got, you know, Kelly Galladay. I mean, you got you got some talent there. And I think the Saints defense, you know, they're they are they are one of the tougher defenses. But I think they're at least beatable for Daniel Jones to have a decent game. So those are my two core backs to pick up um, for this week. And starting with the running back position, uh, the number one guy, and this is the number one guy that should be on everybody's way uh, uh pickups this week. It's Chuba uh, Hubbard of the Carolina Panthers. Um, he's 18% owned. He is the backup to Christian McCaffrey. And right now, there was a, there was a report that came out, and I think it was sent in my group chat, with my fantasy league. And I want to say that they are saying that Christian McCaffrey has a lower than grade one hamstring strain. I couldn't find any more information about this. So um, I'm not a hundred percent sure about this information, but if that's the case, you know, that's the only problem. If, if Christian McCaffrey is considered week to week, then Chubby Hubbard is a guy that do you want to, do you want to waste a waiver claim on him? I mean, if you really need running back help and Christian McCaffrey was your running back, yes, I would do it. But it's definitely going to be a short-term rental. You know, we saw what Mike Davis did last year when he took over for Christian McCaffrey. I think Chubba Hubbard can do this, um, you know, as well. You know, he's he's probably not going to get the same target share as Christian McCaffrey, obviously. Um, but he's definitely going to be warranted to start every week until, until Christian McCaffrey comes back. So by far, out of all the names that I list tonight or today, uh, Chubba Hubbard is the guy to go after. Um, my next guy is Peyton Barber. You know, he's seven, uh, 7% owned. Great game from him on Sunday for the Raiders. He was 23. He had 23 carries for 111 yards and a touchdown. Then he gave you another three receptions on 31 yards receiving. You know, who who would have thought this? Like, James, you know, uh, Josh Jacobs goes down. They come and they pay, they pay Kenyon Drake to, to be the backup because of, you know, having a, another running back on that team. They pay him millions of dollars to come and be the backup. And then you see Drake get only eight carries. I mean, Peyton Barber, I watched him. He was on the Bucks for a few years. I like him. You know, he's he's talented. He's not the most athletic guy, but he can get the job done. And this is a short-term rental as well. You know, this is a guy that will will probably, once Josh Jacobs comes back, will be the starter. I think he'll have a role. <clears throat> he's warmed to that role because of how well he's doing. But it's just a short-term rental. So um, nothing to, to, to spend a lot of fab on, but... If you need a running back help, and as long as Josh Jacobs is out, Peyton Barber's a good fill-in. Um, and then let's go with, uh, this is more of a handcuff guy. This is uh, Tony Jones Jr. He's 60% owned. He's the backup running back for the Saints. Obviously, he wants some insurance for Alvin Kamara. Um, I have Dalvin Cook in my main league. I did not pick up Alexander Madison. You know, he was on the free agency uh, wire, but the thing is, is that I I, I had other running backs I, I, I would consider playing other than 
Madison. He kind of burned me a couple of times last year when Dalvin Cook was out because I owned Dalvin Cook last year. So I wasn't really focusing on on picking up him and then having him on my bench. Um, but he did well. But this is why you have these backups. You have, you know, these handcuffs just in case something like this happens. Um, but Kamara so far is playing. He's pretty, he's pretty, you know, playing healthy. And, you know, but any one play could could make that go different. So uh, just a guy to stash if you if he's available. And then I think this next guy, he's the I think he's the new starter for the Bills, Zach Moss. You know, he's fifty percent, fifty seven percent owned. He had a good game yesterday. He had nineteen carries for eighty two yards and a touchdown. You know, he's starting to get more work, and I feel like they're starting to phase out Singletary. And Zach Moss seems to be, you know, getting to that point where he's going to be the full time starter. So Zach Moss to me, if he's not already picked up, pick him up. I think he's going to be a, a good a good pickup for the rest of the season as long as he stays healthy and he continues to play well. Um, and then I got a couple honorable mention guys here. I got Kenneth Gainwell. He's the backup for Miles Sanders in Philadelphia. He's 30%, 32% owned. And this is the one guy that I don't think a lot of people are talking about, but this is, uh, he's like at the scat back for New England Patriots. Um, we got, you know, we got Damian Harris there, but JJ Taylor uh, is a guy that could see more potential because of James White. So JJ Taylor, JJ Taylor is more of a pass catching back. So it's a possibility we see him in that role. So not saying to go out there and get him right now. We want to see this happen, right? We want to see if he's active against the Bucks next, you know, in week four and then all that stuff. But um, I think that's that would be an interesting name. Just kind of be on your radar just in case. Um, so those are my my top running backs for week four. Going to wide receiver. Uh, my main guy here is Emmanuel Sanders. He's 25% owned. Great game on Sunday. He had five catches for 92, uh, 92 yards and two touchdowns. He is being targeted every single week so far uh, this year. He's producing. You know, he's right now Cole Beasley and Manuel Sanders are having a better season than Stephon Diggs. Who would have thought that? I mean, Stephon Diggs is obviously the alpha wide receiver, but because he demands so much attention, guys like Cole Beasley and Manuel Sanders are going to be the ones who get the are going to be the beneficiaries of that. So I think this is a a decent pickup. I think um, uh, for at least a flex option, Emmanuel Sanders continues to be relevant in fantasy. So pick him up if he's available. And then this is the third time he's been on this list uh, this year. This is Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick is still only eighteen percent owned. And now the fact that KJ Hamler is out with the rest of the team for with the torn ACL now makes it more prominent that Tim Patrick is going to get more target shares. And so on Sunday, he was five for 98 on five targets. You know, we know that Cortland Sutton is the n- number one target uh, share guy there. And then you got Noah Fant. But out of all, all of those guys, all those pass catchers, Tim Patrick has been the most consistent. You know, we had a bad game from Cortland Sutton in week one, massive game in week two, bad game in week three. Um, so he's just not as consistent. I understand he's the number one guy, so he gets more attention. But Tim Patrick's a slot guy. He's going to be, you know, pretty consistent and I think they continue to look for him so a great pickup I'm not gonna pick him up in my league because I already have Cortland Sutton no fan and Javante Williams I can't play four Broncos I mean I already played three of them last week and it killed me so um, I'm staying away from any more Broncos all right my next wide receiver on the list is Jacoby Myers he is the number one wide receiver for the New England Patriots uh, he had a great game on on Sunday he's only 59% owned in fantasy leagues but he had, he had a nine for 94 stat line with 14 targets I mean that's a massive target share obviously um, and then week four, he gets the Bucks beatable secondary. I think if Bill Belichick can and McDaniels can get a good game plan for him, I think there's a possibility that he could have a decent game because the Bucks right now are decimated at the corner. 
the only healthy corner of the guys, Carlton Davis. They're talking about bringing Richard Sherman. Who knows if that's actually going to happen, but Jacoby Myers could have a quietly good game against the Bucs. You know, now if the, the Bucs are able to get, get after Mac Jones, Mac Jones will make mistakes. But I think even if, if there's garbage time available, Jacoby Myers will be a decent, a decent pickup. Um, so he's probably the only Patriots pass catcher that I would want is Jacoby Myers. That's, that's including John O. Smith and Hunter Henry right now. Um, it just Mac Jones is not playing well enough to be able to like distribute the ball evenly amongst those guys. So I'm staying away from any, anybody else but Jacoby Myers. Um, and then my next guy is Terrace Marshall Jr. He's the wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. He is 15% owned. You know, Marshall is out targeting Robbie Anderson right now. Robbie Anderson's not having a good season. Um, you know, I think he is, he's the number two behind DJ Moore. And now we know that, you know, with Christian McCaffrey, he he warranted about 22% of the target share. The fact of the matter is that Christian McCaffrey is going to be out for the next few weeks, I think gives Marshall Jr. a opportunity to shine a lot more. Um, I don't, I, I just don't see Robbie Anderson being really anybody who's going to get increased, like, Target shares, he may get a little bump, but I feel like Terrace Marshall Jr. is the is the number two in in Carolina. So definitely a, a name to to kind of you know scope out if he's available. And then my last wide receiver on the list is Brian Edwards of the Las Vegas Raiders. He is sixteen percent owned. You know he had a decent stat line on Sunday against the Dolphins. He was three for eighty nine on five targets. Right, this is the you know two out of three games so far. He's had at least five targets. You know, so he's definitely starting to become, he was a guy that everyone thought he was going to blow up last year and he didn't really come to that. So hopefully we're starting to see a progression of him having that breakout season in year two. However, he does have a tough matchup against the Chargers in week four. So, you know, someone to, to pick up, have on your bench, see what happens. You know, he may be a guy you continue to drop and pick up and drop and pick up. But I wouldn't be spending a lot of fab on him, but um, just a guy to throw out there if you need wide receiver help. And then going on to the tight end position, I got about three names here. Uh, the name one guy in here is Tyler Conklin. He's the tight end for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, he is three percent owned. Had a good game against the Seahawks on Sunday. He was seven for seventy and a touchdown on eight targets. I mean, that's a good amount of target share for a tight end. You always want that. Um, like I said, that's great. Va- that's great volume. Um, and also, he's at least had four targets every game so far this year. Um, this is, was his best game, obviously, but. You know, tight end is a, is a super hard position to figure out if it's not a Kittle, if it's not a Kelsey or um, a Waller. But even even guys like Darren Waller had a had a subpar game compared to what we are used to. You know, he did he had a very subpar game in week three. But I think that, uh, you know, it's all about trying to find guys that you can plug and play. You know, I played Noah Fant. Noah Fant is a very talented tight end, but he got me like just under four fancy points yesterday. So it's just, you can't, you can't win games that way. Um, so if you're able to find a way to stream guys here and there, I mean, Conklin is, you know, at least seeing the volume. Um, and then I have Austin Hooper on this list. He's 48% owned yesterday, or I'm sorry, on Sunday, he was, he had two receptions for 19 yards and a touch off of three targets. So not a very good stat line in the sense of like targeting, being targeted for death. He did get you a touchdown. So, he did score you if you're in fantasy points at me or in PPR platforms. That's a decent amount. But um, but if it wasn't for that touchdown, it's a dud game. But, you know, this is what we, we got. You got to deal with Harrison uh, Bryant. You got to deal with Austin, Austin Hooper. There's David Njoku. We got OBJ back. You know, we got Peoples Jones as well. So there's a lot the, a lot of moving pieces here that that warrant the target. So, um, you know, it's just a crapshoot. But. You know, continue to, if you're in needy tight end help, then go for it. 
Uh, and then my last guy here is Dawson Knox. He's the tight end for the Buffalo Bills. He is 7% owned. On, sun, on Sunday, he had five targets. Uh, he was he had four catches for 49 yards and a touchdown. You know, I think that you always want to you want to be attached to you know quarterbacks that are in a very pass heavy and very talented offense. That's Josh Allen. That's Patrick Mahomes. That's Tom Brady. There's you know guys like that. Even Dak Prescott to Dalton Schultz. You know these guys. If you're in a pass heavy offense, there's going to be the volume. And Dawson Knox definitely is you know getting the target share. Um, so. You know, he's he's a guy that you can consider as well at tight end. But um, those are my three tight ends for this week. Now, going to the defense streamers for this week, we got three uh, three teams that you could consider streaming for week four. We got the Bears. The Bears play the Lions. You know, the Ravens had a hard time against the against the Lions. They only got like three fancy points yesterday based on your scoring format. But not a very good game, but it is a plus matchup. The Bears are a plus matchup against the Lions. We got the Bengals playing the Jags. Trevor Lawrence has been a, a turnover machine. So I think that, you know, that's a decent play as well. We saw what they did against the Steelers. So Bengals could be a, definitely a good play this week. And then last, we got the Titans versus the Jets. Zach Moss is a walking intercept. Or Zach Moss. Uh, Zach uh, Wilson is a just a walking interception. So he is going to be prone to probably some type of turnover. So uh, I hope not. Cause I think I have to play him this week. I have to either play him or, or Mac Jones in my two, my second quarterback position. And I don't look, I'm not very happy about it, but it is what it is. Um, but also a little disclaimer. If you are go through your waiver wire and you pick up some guys or you don't pick up any guys, always make sure you look at who was dropped. Cause there's gonna be a lot of guys who, will drop better players to free agency to pick up the hot waiver wire pickup. So always pay attention to who gets dropped um, on Wednesday morning when those waivers go through or whenever your waivers go through. Check that out, see who gets dropped, and then you know make your claims off of that. But just always make sure you, you, you always look at that as well. I do that every single week, and I am able to pick up some guys. Last year I got, uh, in my Dynasty League, I got... DeAndre Swift. Someone dropped DeAndre Swift and I paid all my fab for him and now I have him for the rest of his career if I want him. But um, that's just stuff like that that happens. Um, so just to recap, my my uh, top quarterbacks for this week is Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones. My top running backs is Ch- uh, Chuba Hubbard, um, Peyton, uh, Peyton Barber, Tony Jones Jr., Zach Moss, and then uh, Kenneth Gainwell and J.J. Taylor of the Patriots. Wide receivers, I got Emmanuel Sanders, Tim Patrick, Jacoby Myers, Terrace Marshall Jr. Uh, and Brian Edwards. At tight end, I got Tyler Conklin, Austin Hooper, and then Dawson Knox. And then my defensive streamers are the Bears, Bengals, and Titans. So um, that is it for today. Thank you so much for watching and listening to today's episode. Please like the video on YouTube. Um, and please just comment and like, comment, and share this podcast with your uh, fellow league mates and your family, whoever you want to share this with. It really helps us out. I really appreciate that. Um, and my next episode on Thursday will be all my week, uh, four, all the week four matchups, all the previews, plus all my starts and sits for week four. And then on Saturday on YouTube, you'll I'll get my uh, your updated injury reports and all that for week four. So, like I said, don't hit, don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of those episodes. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, we're at the Gridiron Fantasy Football at on Instagram, at the Gridiron Pod on Facebook and Twitter. So hit us up there. Um, I hope you guys are able to get the guys you need for your your teams for week four in the wave wire. But um, if not, it's not the end of the world. Just continue to grind, all right? So have a good day, and we'll see you on Thursday.